0: Last summer I was mowing uh, one of my little pasture areas, had weeds in the pasture, I didn't plant them, that came up there. But as I was mowing, uh, I remember a little brown rabbit, maybe half grown, was flushed out of the path of the mower. And he was setting kind of the open now. Well, I made a round, you know, with the tractor and more. And I could see a hawk sitting up on top of a big pine tree on the edge of the woods, the pasture. So about the second round, that hawk made a dive. And he grabbed that little rabbit. And I could, I could hear the rabbit squeal even above the tractor as he took him off. I remember several years ago over at the emergency room here in Statesboro at the hospital. I remember standing at the foot of my daughter Ashley's bed and she was weeping and shaking all over withdrawing from cocaine and all of a sudden she cried out, Daddy, why can't I be like everybody else? Why can't I be a mother to my children? That's a question I could not answer. Why did that hawk grab that little rabbit? I want to talk to you today about the beginning of problems. I want to talk to you today about God, about His creation, and about the reason that we are His new creation. The title for our message today is The Beginning of Problems. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 would you please stand for while i read a few verses and let's ask the holy spirit to help us hear what god has said most of the time our greatest problems is because we do not listen to what god has said romans 17 8 verse 17 no let's start at 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until God, until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit to the redemption of our body. Please be seated. Thank you so much. So we see from these passages in Romans chapter 8 how the Apostle Paul is impressed, inspired with the Holy Spirit to write these words before he gets to predestination And all things working out together for good. So what I want to try to deal with is is like this. You've already heard there's some groanings here. The groanings from creation. That little rabbit squealing is how creation groans. The beginning of the problem of creation is sin, okay? The beginning of our problems are sin. But we need to know that there is a Redeemer. And unless we understand we have a problem, we won't know the merit of our Redeemer, who is Jesus Christ. So I want to try to say three things. Because we got to understand there's a cause. David saw the giant Goliath and he said, is there not a cause? When you are in your problems, and don't tell me you don't have problems. If you say you don't have a problem, you have a problem with lying. The reason you have problems is because we live in a fallen creation if we only realize how vile and desperately wicked and sinful the heart of man is that God would have anything to do whatsoever with us we would see the impressionable spirit of God and not ever be unwilling to serve him who died for us so I want to look at the call I'm told by people who analyze problems and systems and businesses, the first thing you do is face the problem. You face the problem. Then you uh, analyze the problem. And then you, you implement dealing with the problem the further we get away from the problem, the further we get away from the solution. That's why in the world today, most everybody is on something. They can't deal with life. They can't deal with problems. They have forgotten there is a redeemer. People today have to be entertained because they don't want to deal with the reality that we're living in a fallen world. And that was because of sin. So I want to say three things. One, problems cause groans. Number two, problems cause grace. And number three, problems cause glory. So problems cause groans. We see that. Look at Genesis with me. Let's go back to the book of beginnings. Genesis chapter 3. Here's the curse verse. We've got to understand we're under a curse. When you look at the floods of Kentucky you see what sin looks like. Okay? This creation that is so beautiful that God made is not always a friend. The crops are so beautiful now, responding from the gracious provision of God's rain, But God may send a hurricane in October. He says in Isaiah, I read it just this morning, that he creates evil and good. That evil is God's promoting the the wrath of God through creation. It's not a sinful evil. We have problems. Nature knows it. Here's why. And to Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. You know what happened to Eve? She listened to the devil. Who are you listening to? I want you to know the sin, that sin causes death. Death is separation. No, Satan didn't say absolutely not. He just kind of tweaked it a little bit. People are still trying to tweak God's word. Okay? So Eve took the, took the fruit that God says not. God says, don't do it. Now what part of no do we not understand when God says don't do something? You know, we still think we can live like we want to live because it's field good or our culture says it. But God says no. <laughs> and he says if you do it, you will die. So when you think about it, imagine Adam walking out of the Garden of Eden because God's about to run him out of there. A perfect paradise. But God had to uh, curse creation because an imperfect people that have sinned cannot anymore have the comfort of a perfect environment. And neither do we. The creation didn't ask to be cursed. God did it because of the sin of Adam. And you can be sure that your sin affects more than just you. So... Thorns, he says, also in thistles, in verse 18, shall bring it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return. That's the curse verse. But we have a Redeemer. Galatians 3.13 says he became a curse for us. So what happens to the garden is a measure of seeing the beginning of all the problems. The problem wasn't the environment. You know, people say, no, we're the problem you get people in the right environment, they'll live right. No, they had it all. The problem was not respecting God. And that's still the problem. So what happens, God has to come to Adam and he says, where art thou? They run from God when they understand. They got the knowledge of that tree, Satan said, but they realized then they were shamed. They were no longer innocent. See, when you commit sin, that's what that does. (laughs) So there's no need for you and I to wimp around or be callous about our sins and just try to get over it. What we need to understand is we have a Redeemer who died for our sins. So Adam... And Eve put fig leaves on. And they tried to cover up their shame. And people today are putting fig leaves on. Going to church. Doing good works. But Jesus cursed the fig tree in the New Testament. That's the only thing on earth I find that Jesus cursed. God sees through our fig leaves and in order to make us groan. But God killed an animal and clothed them. They had nothing whatsoever to do with it. God didn't say, now look, if you'll repent, I'm gonna clothe you. God didn't say, now all you need to do is accept Jesus. No, God initiated it. And God closed them. But the consequence it was that they would leave that paradise. And that they would have sweat and childbirth pain. And problems. And that's what sin looks like. You want to see sin looks like what looks like? Go to the mirror. Some of you are getting some age. You see those wrinkles? That's what sin looks like. I showed my granddaughter Emery a p- picture. Penny was looking at some pictures the other day for some reason. It was a picture of me when I was maybe in my 20s. And uh, I said, Emery, who is that? I should have never done that. She said, that's my daddy. She didn't even know who I was. That's what sin looks like. You get out in this world much and you watch people and you see how people act and react and what they're involved in and you will see what sin looks like. Causes groans. But a groan is a good thing. See, what groan means is you have a spiritual desire. You have a groan in you because God has given you a Holy Spirit. And you groan. Christians are groaners. But God here's our groans. He heard that he heard the people groaning in uh, Exodus chapter 2 and he delivered them. See we have a redeemer but I want you to see first what caused it all sin disobeying God secondly I want to deal with the problems that cause grace Grace is God's unmerited favor. Now, God closed these people, and he did it out of grace. See, the problems that we have are how we grow in grace. See, it's not the problem. It's your attitude about the problem. The problems that we face are opportunities to grow in grace. A failure is nothing more than an opportunity to grow closer to God and to be reminded there is a Redeemer. Most of you here in business have businesses because there's problems. Corbett Delonte goes to a man or a woman's house or a business because they have a bug problem. Justin Daniel has a business because people have wrecks. They have a problem. You thank God, you got a problem. Okay? The greatest problem we can have is to have no problems at all. Because we don't have problems, we won't see the benefit of God. See, Paul had a problem of thorn in the flesh, but that's where he got grace from. The, the key is realizing our problems and asking God not to take away our problems. No, <laughs> but to give us strength and grace to be his witness in our problems. Jesus came because of problems. He came to die for problems. Sin. He did. The prodigal realized he had a problem. But he also realized he had a redeemer. See, A problem is our opportunity to begin again. That is the new creation format of God's grace in our life. See, a problem is is an uh, unacceptable condition or circumstances that that we're hurting or uncomfortable uh, that we want a solution to. We won't correct it. And we've got to understand that that has to come from God. You want want to deal with a problem in your marriage, you put God right in the middle of it. Or your business, or the church, or whatever you're doing. That's what we need to do. That's what we must do. Because there is a Redeemer. We've got to see the need of God in our lives, because we understand that we fail When Adam fell, Romans 5 is clear on that. By one man's sin, all were made sinners. Now when you look at Darwinism and evolution, the fact that this is a sin-cursed world refutes that completely clearly. Because Darwin says man starts on the bottom and gets better. Now has that happened? Have you ever seen such a despicable mess that our world's dealing with with people in the world today? So it's not evolution. People are not stronger now, they're weaker. The United States is not the greatest empire that's ever been. Rome was. See, because we were at the top and we fell. Animals now are more faithful to their mates than people. A mother can be separated from their children. But it's hard to get one of those mama cows to leave her calf. I found out in turning my little cow herd into pastures that I'm trying to develop. They won't eat poisonous plants. But men and women drank poison all the time. (laughs) Alcohol. Take drugs. And they do it in the name of, of fun. When I have no inhibitions. I put my leaves on. I can cover up my feelings. But God says, you will die. And I've not known God to be wrong yet. Have you? He's not. But we see the grace that God gives us through problem. David says, until I was afflicted, I went astray." You know, as much as I think about my life, I'm just, just being randy, but you know, it makes me groan to think some of the mistakes i made in my life was sin. Don't try to hide your pride, okay? I'm going to tell you one thing. What I've seen in my life about the Redeemer, God can take your problem and make a blessing out of it. I'm going to tell you what, I hate divorce and God hates it. And if you're thinking about it, I will do all I can to talk you out of it. But if it was not for my divorce, I would not be preaching God's word. I would not be with a woman that has taught me what marriage is really about. And if my daughter was not addicted to the perils of meth and the drugs and the, in the situation of life she has been, we would not be able to raise three most beautiful girls. I tell you, I heard that. It's a true story that Fanny Crosby was interviewed one time before she died and they asked her what she was going to do when she got to heaven. And she said, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go right to Jesus Christ and I'm going to thank him. Thank Him for making me blind. I mean, if you've got a problem or not, or if you've got a problem with your problem, I'm going to tell you, don't fake your problem. Faith it. You put God in it. You have a Redeemer. And where's creation goes? You listen. The world today... The U.S. government in particular, if they can whim us and get us herded like little dogs in a chute. You know what? I had three vaccines, three shots. I still got COVID. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need to have faith in science. Listen, science and creation go together. But when I hear people that's supposed to be smart talk about the globe gonna warm up in 10 years it's gonna melt. I'm gonna tell you we got a God that this is God's world. When I hear about people going to college and the professor trying to tell them the worst problem we have is overpopulation. God has provided a world that house everybody that God has called to be born. And yet they try to psych us with believing that, well, if we can believe that, we can believe in abortion. We need to kill them before to get here. What we need to understand is the beginning of our problem is we fear man and we don't fear God. That's the beginning of it. Doesn't mean we don't need to be protected. We need to be good stewards of our environment. I'm all for it. But I've seen enough woods clear cut before and I know what, you leave it alone, it's gonna grow something. Because we have a creator under this earth that's building it and building it and he has a purpose in it all. And he has a purpose in your problems. Kind of reminds me of a trip I had years ago before I was preaching, I was down in Neighbor, neighboring county or nearby county, a big farm operation. I was waiting to see the guys about some work I wanted to do for them in the woods. and You had to wait in line. I was waiting in line in this office building. Now, this guy a good bit older than me come in. He had his khakis on. He had his hat on assembled. He was at, with that farm I was trying to see. I tried to make conversation with him. I said, what do you do? You work here? He said, yes, sir, I do. I said, well, what do you do? He said, well, what I do, he says, when the cows are having calves, says, I just go out in the pasture, and I drive my truck out in the pasture, and I keep the buzzards off the calves. I said, well, how do you do that? He said, I just shoot my shotgun, scare them off. I mean, he was serious about it. I said, you ever kill any of the buzzards? He said, no, man, I don't ever kill them. I said, why not? He said, job security. I never forgot that. You know why you deal with problems in your life? Job security. God has got something for you to do in this world. And I'm going to tell you, it starts with a problem. So you take your problem, and you take it to God. And sometimes you have to wait for God to fix it. But He will do it. And then closing, I want to just say, Problems cause glory. I don't know if you remember. I'm going to read it again. Verse 18 of chapter 8 was our text. This reason this, that we see the groanings of creation in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18 says this. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to com- be compared with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. Okay, here's what I want to leave you with. We are better. We are gainers because of the fall. You hear me? Here's why. We have a redeemer. Adam and Eve had a paradise. We have heirs of all things. Joint heirs with Jesus. Adam and Eve had innocency before they sinned. We have righteousness of God. We have the imputed righteousness of Christ. So you see, beginning and again, we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that. And when those shepherds were looking at the, and the, and the stars of God's creation and they saw that glow over Bethlehem. The solution to every problem was in a manger. <laughs> and you know babies are still doing that. If God blesses you to bring a baby in this world as parents, I'm going to tell you, it's how you begin again. How many times a mama or a daddy lived their life in a way through their children, over. I sure don't want my children to make the mistakes I did, do you? So it's a beginning again. And they followed a star, but they found a stable. Sometimes we follow our religious aspirations with groanings expecting to just get holy and, and no deals of nothing to bother us and we find the stable of life, we have a problem. And right in that problem is a new beginning. Begin again. Because we have a God that has given us a Redeemer. There is a Redeemer. And I believe that He'll redeem every problem. Now this business about being In this cursed world, that is so true. And that causes us to ask the why questions. And that's okay. That's the answer. We're living in a fallen world. But we've been given the Holy Spirit. See, the the last verse I read, the Holy Spirit's groaning. And that that is why we as believers groan. Because we don't want to sin. And we have a holiness in us that God's given us. And we don't want others to. But we see it and we do it. And the apostle Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? His groanings. I thank God, he says, for Jesus Christ. Because he is the victory. He's the redeemer. May the Lord bless us today. Face our problems. Maybe because we're not facing our problem. Maybe we're thinking about it too much. Or either we, we don't think about it at all. Probably the two greatest problems we have is we don't know and we don't care. Problems are to be, there's a cause. There is. But this cause will make us grow will make us grow in grace and we will give God glory. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for problems. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your Son, our Redeemer. You are so great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. And even though the creation is standing on her tiptoes, so to speak, waiting, O Lord, for the For the day the lion and the lamb and the rabbit and the hawk will get along and be together. And every spring, oh God, the seasons try to say through creation that we want to begin again. And yet even now, Lord, we know it's not complete because we're about to enter the end of the summer and we'll see the leaves fall and the trees will go bare again. And then according to your will, oh God, it'll begin again. Oh, Lord, help us to see our need of you in our lives and how you love us and how you've loved us and will never stop loving us. And even though we groan, it's only the evidence that we are yours, that we failed you miserably. But we have a Redeemer, oh God, and one day you're going to blow all this out of proportion that we thought was so great and show us that it's Jesus all the time. Lord, we pray that we might magnify you more. Help us, O Lord, to grow closer to you through our problems. Don't let us take you for granted any longer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.